706. I am Brandon Boxer on social at The Boxer Show on Twitter at Mr. Brandon Boxer, Instagram or uh, Facebook. You can find me there too. Or is, or it's going to be Metaverse eventually. And what is, uh, by the way, what did Mark Zuckerberg, was it yesterday? He told his staff, yeah, we're, we're all Metaverse people or so. I, I have no idea. I'm like, wow. Metamates. Yeah, it's Metamates. Thank you, Matt. Metamates. They've gone off the deep end. Tech has gone off. I love technology, but some of these tech companies have gone off the deep Metamates? Yeah, I tell really? people all the time I'm a boxer mate. <laughs> I wouldn't say that to my... Matt Mayer is in studio with us and every Thursday, president of Opportunity Ohio, opportunityohio.org, and at Ohio Matt, you can find him on Twitter. He's a great follow, too, by the way. Uh, funny, also uh, a lot of great info. Um but yeah, just what if you're working for Facebook and, and he actually told you that we're now going to be known as MetaMates. As long as he's paying me pretty good bucks, <laughs> he can call me what he wants. Hey, <laughs> we all have a price. We you're, all that's have exactly a, right. Hey, laying out this hour for you. Of course, Matt is coming up in just a minute here. Uh, later on this hour, 730, your first chance to win a thousand dollars with a new keyword with Window Nation. And you'll plug that into WTVN.com. Uh, if you play this hour, the hour you are playing, if you get a phone call, answer it. Because it certainly could be us telling you that you've just won a grand. And then a lot of aviation news, too. You've got some GOP pushback in regards to those that um, the FAA and and different airlines are wanting certain people to be on a no-fly list. A lot of controversy there, and we'll lay it all out with Jay Ratliff at 735. Uh, Also, the mask mandate uh, continues. We're still waiting on word from the cities of uh, Columbus, for example. Uh, Bexley, just to name a few. We've had more schools who have now announced yesterday, as late as uh, with Gehanna yesterday uh, afternoon, saying, you know what, as of today, Thursday, we're now making masks optional. Still got to wear them on the school bus, but other than that, so little by little, we're, we're starting to see a change in the attitude. I mean, when you have the most magical place and the happiest place on Earth, Disneyland and Disney World, who are announcing as of today, hey, no more masks. And there are millions of people that flow through there, yet we can't seem to... Figure this out yet with, with the mass here in Columbus. And I also want to add, I'm not so sure it matters at this point because no one is really being the mass police. And everywhere I'm going in Columbus, yeah, of course, you'll see those that are still wearing masks. But for the most part, I'm not seeing too many people wearing them in uh, in cities like Columbus anymore. So I think I think people have already moved on. And speaking of moving on, we're going to dive into Matt Mayer right now. Uh, Matt, before we get into the uh, U.S. Senate race, because I know we have some breaking news as of yesterday, with Rob Portman and uh, those that are vying for his seat and an endorsement he did. Uh, we got an email last week. We were talking about the factory with Peloton. And, of course, if, if you didn't hear, Peloton last week announced a 20% reduction in their workforce. They are canning their uh, plant or their factory in Wood County. And I had questioned, well, how much investment did Ohio put into that? Are we going to get our money back? Uh, something that that I just was questioning. I didn't know at the time. And I know you've got some things you want to say, Matt, too, but I'm just going to read you the quick email. And this is from, ironically, uh, Matt, <laughs> another Matt. But he says, hey, uh, yesterday we had I heard Matt Mayer of Opportunity Ohio suggest that the state of Ohio and Jobs Ohio spent tens of millions, maybe hundreds of millions on the Peloton project. This is false projects are, are performance-based. Neither the state of Ohio nor Jobs Ohio dispersed any funds for that project. Now, I, I want to add real quick, Matt, before you go, I will say that uh, sometimes people only half listen. Sometimes people maybe only catch part of that, which I think is what happened here. 
Yeah, I think Matt uh, Englehart needs to listen more carefully to the show. So what I clearly said was between the Belmont County chemical cracker plant right. and the Peloton yeah. plant, Jobs Ohio has spent tens of millions of dollars, maybe up to $100 million. Now, here's the thing. Jobs Ohio can't have it both ways. They can't have a zero transparency, which they have no transparency. You and I can't figure out how much they spend, where they spend it, how, who they spend it on, any of that stuff, unless they tell us because they made sure when it was created back in 2011, it was super secret and there's no transparency for taxpayers to know where any funds go. All we know is every once a year we find out how much they make, which they make too much money, right? But I clearly You're stated, talking about the executives. Yeah, yeah. so if you go to Optum Ohio's website, there was a piece I put out in early January about their bogus claim that they have created over 600,000 jobs in Ohio over the last 10 years when Ohio's only netted 300-something thousand. So it's preposterous to make that claim. But in that, there is a link to a news article that shows they have spent $70 million on the chemical plant facility. And if you read what the, the press release they put out on the Peloton plant, it is Weasley word stuff. What they said was the company got no incentives. That doesn't mean that no, no taxpayer funds were used to get that facility and that plant and that space ready for the plant. So we don't know how much they spent, which is why we said eh, it could be up to $100 million between the two projects. Don't know. They don't tell us. We don't have transparency. So that's the way it goes. And, and you nailed it there. And that's something that I was talking about last week is incentives. And unfortunately, with Jobs Ohio, we're, we're limited on the transparency at this point. No, no uh, transparency. Uh, there's no there's zero transparency. Right. If they, right. I mean, they, this has all gone up to the Supreme Court. The way the legislature wrote this and John Case pushed it through, which was wrong, was no transparency. And, I, and I'm a firm believer that transparency is a critical component of government. And, 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 and sunshine is a beautiful disinfectant. We could kick the tires. We could know what's going on. Here we don't. And so to me, you know, it goes back to one of those things where, you know, the lack of transparency makes it hard for people to know what's going on. So, so they can't cry and complain when the, those of us try to speculate based on best education, what we can pick up here and there. So that's what we did last week. And I, I'll stand by that number. Yeah. yeah. And you can listen to the podcast again. It's on the iHeartRadio app, search Brandon Boxer or 610WTVN.com. Before we get to Portman, Matt, as a taxpayer and someone who cares about where our money is going, I think you, we, we all do. How is that constitutional? How is that ever constitutional to build it and word it in language the way it is, well, where they can they can hide things or there's no transparency? Yeah, they did it in a way, and and, and this is what this is the the I guess difficulties you have when at the time the Supreme Court was heavily Republican appointed, right, and, and elected. And, and so they essentially passed the buck on this because I, I, I still don't get how under basic transparency laws, under basic sunshine laws, that you can have an entity dispersing funds like that, that, you know, that's why it's kind of quasi-private. That's how they got around it. Um, it's not technically a government agency, right? Uh, but that gets part of the, that's part of the problem, right? You, you shouldn't be able to take hundreds of millions of dollars of liquor profits in get those dispersed in the way you do and nobody knows what you're doing with it. And, you know, they can throw out any press release they want saying how much they've done and there's no way to kick the tires to, to yeah. prove that. So yeah. I, I just think it's a fundamental core problem that, that again, if, if I'm ever in a position to change it and I'm not, not only going to change, I'm probably going to get rid of the whole thing. Uh, in studio with Matt Mayer this morning, Matt is the president of Opportunity Ohio, opportunityohio.org. Uh, let's get to U.S. Senator uh, Rob Portman. He has until what the end of the year, uh, what November, uh, and he's been a, he's endorsing now Jane Timken in a very crowded GOP Senate primary. Surprised? Uh, not not surprised. Uh, you know, Rob's got a lot of influence in the state. Uh, been around a long time, um, and you know, 
you you thought it was good it would be between Jane and and Matt Dolan and I think uh you know he went with Jane who he's known for a long time. You don't think it was ever going to be Mandel? No. No, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. Sorry. I had to ask. So he said yesterday she led the effort of the Ohio Republican Party chair to elect Republicans to all statewide constitutional offices in 2018. He he goes on to say I'm confident in her ability to win both the primary and the general elections, ensuring that this Senate seat remains Republican with a 50-50 Senate uh, and so much at stake. What does that say about Rob Portman endorsing Jane Temkin at this point with the with the other candidates? You know, it's interesting. Um, this cuts both ways. I mean, you know, he, there are people that love Rob Portman and, and that that will definitely help her with the people that like him, especially the funders, I suppose. Um, but there are a lot of people that see Rob Portman as kind of a Bush Republican He's been long tied to the Bush family. Um, they they view him as somewhat never Trump uh, to a degree, which is why I thought people thought Matt Dolan might get the the, num, the 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 endorsement, and so it actually could hurt her as well with the primary voters, if you know what I mean, because they, they could say, "Oh, she must be more establishment than we thought," kind of thing. Well, you brought up a really interesting point, and that is we we've seen the commercials from Jane and and Mandel and others, you know, pounding their chests with, you know, I'm a Trump supporter. I I I love Trump policies. Yet you're right. You have someone like uh, Portman who has distanced himself Absolutely. from President Trump. So these are almost two things working against each other. So this this is an interesting scenario here. It is. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, we'll, it, it'll help her probably on the fundraising side because, again, the, the larger donors are going to be more on that establishment side of the fence. But in terms of the voters, I, I'm not sure what kind of impact it's going to have on on her her, her numbers. I mean, she's right now in in fifth place uh, out of out of the five viable candidates. Um, she has the least amount of money of the five to spend. So I think you know for her, it it, it really is going to be a, a a very difficult clawback to try to get beyond the other four ahead of her, especially given that they have more money to spend on TV. So let's go to the spying on Trump and the White House and and the Durham probe at this point. Uh, just to give you an update, I'm sure you saw it. Former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton reacted to Special Counsel John Durham's latest uh, filing, criticizing Trump and Fox News for desperately spinning up a fake scandal to distract from his real ones. This, but this is, I mean, if someone doesn't write a movie about this, I'll be shocked. <laughs> so, you know, I've said this multiple times over the years about the Clintons. They are the gift that keeps on giving. True. And, I mean, yeah. I mean, given what we know. And again, what we know undisputed that no one can argue with, the Clinton campaign did wrong. And for Hillary Clinton to kind of, I think she's not now double down. I think she's in quadruple or quintuple down at this point. But for her to come out and say, oh, you know, this is just false and, and fake. I mean, there is no good reason why this guy, Rodney Joffrey, and this Georgia Tech hacks were taking information. And then if they were doing it legitimately, why didn't they just go straight to the CIA or whomever? Instead, they sent it to her Clinton's lawyers. The Clinton lawyers then go meet with these folks and spread this false stuff without saying who it is they're representing. It, right. And you're absolutely right. You're, uh, first of all, the, the first thing that was I mean, there's so many wrongs. One, to tap into servers that illegally that weren't yours, whether it was the White House, Trump Tower. And then when you couldn't find anything. That was the second part of that. To you, then make it you up. You made up a narrative yeah, to, about to create Russia. This, yeah, to create this fiction. And, and that's the thing. I mean, remember, this is the executive office of the presidency, that these folks are taking data and then manipulating it to try to create a narrative. 
And, and, and that, that is a staggering breach of trust in, in so many levels. And that's why it is bigger than Watergate, even if the media doesn't want to admit that. And what's so interesting is the thing that nobody realizes or that was out there is, do you know who hired this exact same guy to do the, to, to do, we don't know what back in September of 2020, Joe oh. Biden's campaign oh, came out wow. yesterday and we don't know what wow. he was doing, but th- there's only two there's only two campaigns ever who've hired this guy in his company. Are you talking the about campaign, the tech guy or the Rodney Sussman? Joffrey? Yeah. Oh, gotcha. No, gotcha. To, to do this Sussman. tech stuff. Yep. So was, was did the Biden campaign try to do the same thing and use this information to, to dig on this stuff? I mean, that that's what we don't know. And at the end of the day, you know, this, this is going to get deeper and deeper. Durham's going to get more indictments. And I tell you, if, if I if I were Hillary Clinton, I mean, I would not have essentially dared him to come after I, me even more. I would but, not but have said that. the next piece, Brandon, that's going to be yeah. the funny. This is going to be the, the the funniest part is when she starts saying it's a witch hunt. When she adopts Trump's <laughs> witch hunt language to say, oh, this is just now a witch hunt. It's going to come uh, full circle for us. It's just unbelievable. All of these years, and while Trump's certainly not perfect, but all these years of Trump, getting hammered with with Russia and then to come to find this stuff out. But here's my thing. What's next? What What's next with this? Is it just a wait and see? And we could be waiting months. I, I think I think Durham's building a conspiracy case. Okay. I, I, that's what the tea leaves all seem to indicate. He is being very methodical and he is putting together. And then, look, we've seen more and more people go in front of the grand jury, right, that, that, that we're hearing about that. And so I think he's going to try to build a conspiracy case against either the Clinton campaign, Perkins Coie, uh, Fusion GPS, some some sort of grouping that's going to yeah. hit multiple players, and and you know Jake Sullivan, who's Biden's national security advisor, he's knee deep, neck deep in this thing. So it's it's pretty ugly uh, in terms of that stuff. And I don't know if you also saw, you know, apparently the 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 mama baby of Hunter Biden, she he she went in front of a grand jury in Delaware. Oh, I in the did last see week. that. Yeah. So I mean, this this stuff is going to get interesting. That it could be we get more actual hardcore criminal activity by the Clinton and Biden folks than ever got out of the Trump folks. And and when you say conspiracy, by the way, uh, more and more, some of this is is, is looking to be true. More and less conspiracy, more of factual stuff Well, that here. the conspiracy yeah. was yeah. to yeah. create this in whole thing against Trump and, and to, to whether it was wire fraud, uh, inter- inter- mail fraud, all this stuff gets into like RICO and the conspiracy to commit crimes. And he, he, I, it seems like that's what he's building if you look at the tea leaves closely. Representative Mike Carey yesterday was in studio, and I know I have to wrap up, but he suggested that uh, midterms, if the Republicans can take over the House, they will definitely pounce on this and investigate it. Yeah, I, I think that's exactly, I mean, among the other things we're going to do, right, they'll hopefully take the 1-6 committee and turn that into what it should be, which is a broader scope view of the one all the 2020 writing by Antif and BLM yeah as well as one six right and, and not just look at, not just try to go after you know the people you don't like how they vote but you go after everybody who was committing all these various crimes against federal buildings police officers and you name it for like you know that 2020 to 2021 period um but yeah they're going to go after I think Hunter Biden they're going after Joe Biden because there's there's a lot of there's not just smoke. There are flames out there. And so if the Democrats want to ignore them, well, then the Republicans will. And I personally look forward to when they take control so that they can kick Adam Schiff off of all committees, Eric Swallow off all committees, because <laughs> those two are repugnant folks that have violated their intelligence uh, um, um, credentials.